right now. What up, Charlotte, surrounding areas? Welcome to this latest edition of Under Construction. I am your host, Jamal, the angry black fan, Darby. And again, y'all, we have very special guests in the building again today. First and foremost, let's introduce the lovely lady of Carolina Blitz, Vast Tie Her. Everybody give it up for Vast Tie Her. How you been? Uh, Chilling hard. All right. So besides, besides all the work from the NFL draft, that was like hours of stuff, but it was cool. Okay. All right. Next. Um, I think he may be muted. Kevin, please turn on your microphone, sir. <laughs> but next we have Kevin Avery of the four man rush. Y'all give it up for Kevin, y'all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin, man, it's been a while, man. How you been? Man, I've been blessed. You know, I'm adapting to this new normal, you know, this quarantine lifestyle, but you right. know, I'm make some lemonade out this lemon. You look like you might have a flow under that hat, bro. It, 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 everything working out all right, man. You, you Nothing you want to show us, is it? Nah, nah, but shout all out right. to the Stevens, though. <laughs> all right. All right. And, uh, and, and last but certainly not least, man, our usual suspect, Rodney Rob Pops Richardson. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. How you been, man? How you handling the Rona? I'm handling it, man. Uh, first week for work from home last week. I uh, hate it. Uh, <laughs> my wife uh, is creating more uh, on the honey to-do list, and I do not like it. <laughs> now, now, now it's a black splash. I, I, there you I, go. I don't know. There you go, dude, boy. All right, man. So we're going to jump into it, man. We all know why we're here. Um, it, in case you're under a rock, man, the NFL draft, uh, the NFL held its actual annual draft last night, uh, a, a virtual draft at that uh, because of the current situation with the coronavirus. Before we get into these picks, I want to ask everybody. How do you how do y'all feel like the NFL pulled off the virtual draft? We'll uh, we'll start with you, Vesta. I actually liked it better than the regular one. Um, better than the regular draft. Yeah, I actually did. Uh, you know, it just shows you don't need all the fireworks and glitz and glamour. You know, it's nice to see the guys walk the red carpet, and I know the guys like to wear their outfits and stuff. But to see them chilling at home, to see the little things that you wouldn't see, the uh, CD snatching the phone and uh, the model <laughs> pulling the girlfriend off and you're seeing these houses and just everybody is in their element and chilling. I think that going forward, the NFL will find a way to incorporate this, yeah. even if it's from a numbers standpoint. I know we're quarantined, but they have by far the best numbers ratings on the NFL draft and people who don't even care about the NFL draft, we're watching just to see the little intricacies that may not be football related. So I think no, that they'll find a way to incorporate it more. No doubt. Kevin, what you got, man? What do you think about the, the whole virtual draft? Uh, well, I was definitely a big fan of it, you know, with uh, everything being so social media uh, related these days. I think it was a big chance for a lot of intimate access to players and their uh, reactions that we've never seen before. Usually, right. you know, they on the stage, you know, doing chest bumps with Roger Goodell, but, uh, you know, just seeing that family reactions. <laughs> My personal best moment was when Isaiah Wilson got drafted and uh, his girl was sitting on his lap and his mom grabbed her <laughs> and threw him off her lap. Like, this is my baby moment. Move out the way. I just was, I died laughing. So it's stuff like that that we normally probably wouldn't see that was uh, that made it very entertaining. So I definitely hope that this is something that they can integrate. You know, they're all about money. They saw the ratings that it got. So, uh, you know, I think it'll definitely be something incorporated again, especially with them going back to Vegas in 2022. Looking right. forward to that. Right. Rodney, what you got? I actually loved it, man. Uh, I'm just impressed that uh, – the technology held up and uh that uh Teddy Riley needs to holler the NFL. What <laughs> kind of service they use down there, man. But uh I'm, I'm glad everything went off without I'm glad everything went off without a hitch. Uh I do have one criticism, man. Those uh What's that? those damn uh sob stories, man. I'm like, oh, his oh yeah, that was trash. That man, was, that was just like, yo, man. <laughs> his baby was mom was the, was the fifth crackhead in the fifth element. I don't know. <laughs> That's my that's my only criticism, man. Nah, I, look, I'm with you, man. Because if I if I if I had to hear about one more person, distant cousin dying, and one more draftees, mama being on cocaine, man, it's like, look, man, I I I, I get the NFL is trying to sell stories and and ham it up a little bit, man. But 
let, let, let's take our foot off the gas as far as that go a little bit, man. I, I wasn't a fan of that either, man. So, so I'm so, with so, you on so, that. So, Jamal, so what do you think about the drafting hole? I look, man, I, I liked it, man, because I felt like it was more interactive. Like Kevin said, because we are in the social media era, um, and because of this, you know, current situation we're in, it, you know, of course, and the ratings were out the roof because we have nothing else to watch. They don't know this other sports on. So I'm at home. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at every pick. I'm looking at all the sob stories. I'm interacting with, with you. I'm interacting with other NFL fans, man. And I think that was the, you know, th- that, that, that was the, the, the highlight for me is just it being so interactive. You know what I mean? So, and, and to that point, at the end of the draft, I heard Roger Goodell talk about how that he's they're going to some way try to incorporate, um, you know, the real quote unquote real draft in Vegas and try to keep that element for next year. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but we'll see how that works, man. Well, I think it should just don't even worry about going to Cleveland. Like, nah, and then revamp when we go, then revamp for Vegas. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't even think. I, I was gonna go to the draft in Vegas, <laughs> but I'm not even gonna apply for credentials to, uh, to Cleveland. I'll, I'll do that here. Like, I mean, for what? That, for what? Why? Why would anybody want to go there? It's, yeah, we. <laughs> so, any y'all, anywho, y'all, we are gonna jump into these picks, and we are gonna start with the most polarizing pick of them all, Mr. Derek Brown. Definitely want to get you guys thoughts on that. Derrick Brown was the number seven pick, the Panthers' first overall pick. Um, little controversy there because a lot of our fans felt like Isaiah Simmons was there for the taking, and we should have drafted Isaiah Simmons, but we ended up with Derrick Brown, who I feel probably may be the best fit, but not the best talent. Kevin, we'll start with you. What do you think? Um, well, ever since early, early October, I was uh, following Derrick Brown. I was a big fan of his. Uh, I love SEC football. First of all, I think that's the best brand of college football to watch every Sunday. So um, I definitely just like the versatility that he shows from a football point of view. Um, he can play the zero technique in a 30 front, which is dead over the nose. Uh, he can play the one technique shaded off to the side, three technique, four eye, five technique. I mean, any line position in a 30 front or a 40 front, he can play. Um, I like the fact that he plays with leverage. Uh, his ability to fight off double teams and still make impact plays. Um, his motor runs hot. Uh, I know he's a big boy at 327, but I've seen him run down wide receivers and running backs on screen plays, uh, just all around hustle. Uh, rarely seen him take a playoff. Um, the man, the kid is just a monster, you know, as far as uh, his ability to impact the game. Um, I know a lot was made about his three-cone time at the combine, which I thought was a load of crop, particularly for a defensive lineman. Um, right. You know, you watch him on film, you should watch him do the three-lineman drill because how many times was he blocked by three linemen <laughs> and still making plays, you know? So uh, yeah. I, I think overall his his position flexibility, his ability to um, of impact plays not only in um, – uh, run blocking, but pass blocking as well. I know some of the knock has been, well, he's not that good of a pass rusher. Well, I looked up some stats here. Uh, he was fifth in the in the, in the college football last season uh, with quarterback pressures when he was playing the nose tackle position. So you know, you put that man over the center, he he'll he's going to get there. Um, he may not have the pretty most impressive pass rushing moves, but overall, he's he's more balanced in in his abilities than. Uh, was being put out there. But overall, I think he was uh, a solid pick. My favorite pick I wanted in the draft. I'm glad we got him. A top three player at seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Vashai, what you got? Um, You know, I, I, I think that the Panthers needed to address the fact that their run defense has been trash. Yeah. And <laughs> they did that with this And that's pick. putting it nicely. Yeah, they did that with this pick. Um. Marty Herney said that, and when he spoke to us afterwards, that he feels like you build from the front back. And right. that's why they made that pick over Simmons. He said that they had them very close um, together as far as in the draft, but that's why they went with Derrick Brown over Simmons. And then we know with the next pick, they got an edge rusher. I texted uh, NFL scout just to ask because everybody was talking about this on, um, on Twitter, so at least Panthers fans. And the scout told me that 
Simmons' upside potential is through the roof because of his multidimensional ability to play different positions. But Brown has a rare as Brown is rare as far as size and quickness in that mm-hmm. division. With that division, the pass rush is is essential. So I'm guessing, you know, having him and KK will open up things on the edge for those yeah. pass rushers, and that's why they went that route. I'm not mad at the pick. I mean, you know. I think that either one of them would have fit the system well. I understand why they went with Derrick Brown. Right. Rodney, what you got? Um, immediately, I was kind of upset. I am a Clemson guy. Uh, I wanted uh, Isaiah Yeah, Smith. we know. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and then I went back to look at some tape. Isaiah, I, not Isaiah Simmons, but Derrick Brown is a complete beast. I, I, I watched that game versus LSU, and he wreaked complete havoc. I'm actually excited for his versatility because, like, like uh, Kevin said, he could play multiple positions on the defensive line, and I'm just excited, man. All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, y'all, because the 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 three of you have uh, commonly uh, mentioned versatility. I saw Isaiah Simmons cover a tight end, uh, uh, flank it out. <laughs> I saw saw Isaiah Simmons drop back in safety coverage. Um, is Derrick Brown, quote-unquote, more versatile than Isaiah Simmons? Who wants to take that? I'll take that. Um, you know, when you look about what was the – of all the ugliness of the Panthers' 2019 season, what was the ugliest? You have to say the run defense. Run defense. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 140, 148 yards per game, uh, the worst yards per yards. carry – the worst yards per carry average given up um, in 20 years. I mean, good God, we had teams that only averaged 80 yards coming before they played the Panthers. They end up with season highs after they was done. You know, the Redskins. Like, like the Washington Redskins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they walked the dog with us. And if anything takes the manhood out of the game for you is when a team lines up and say, we know you can't stop the run and you can't do nothing about it. And they just they, – they took our motto and used it against us. They just kept damn pounding. So, um, no, this, 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 I, I, this had to be addressed. I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off, Kevin. But it's funny you mentioned that because on a, on an earlier show of Under Construction, I, I I mentioned that because I don't think the Redskins did anything pretty that game. They just ran it straight down our throat. It wasn't any counters, draw plays, anything. They they basically just took the manhood away from the Panthers, which ultimately ended the season. So again, y'all, I was just playing devil's advocate. I actually agree. The run defense was atrocious, and 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 it, and it needed to be addressed. So, if you can get a need and get the best talent, you ultimately win every time, man. So, yeah. I'm 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 happy with the Derrick Brown pick, man. What else y'all got? Vast side, Rodney got anything else? You covered it all for me. Oh, yeah. All right, and so the next pick, I cannot pronounce the guy's name. <laughs> Somebody help me out. Uh, yes, yeah. That guy. Yator Gross Matos. Edge rusher from Penn State. Um, wh- what do you guys think about that pick? Because it- it's funny. We lost Luke Keekley in the offseason. A run mm-hmm. defense, obviously, is what it was. We've talked about it length at talked about that at length already. Our ability to get to the quarterback, at least in my opinion, wasn't the worst part of the defense. But if you add a guy like uh, gross, gross, Mato. <laughs> gross Matos. What does he do for the Panthers? Is he is he an immediate impact player? Vast eye, Kevin. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Kevin. Oh well, for me, when you look at when you, you know when you look at his film, you know the thing that sticks out immediately is his ability to get that bend and turn and burn on those offensive tackles. Um, again, position flexibility. He also lined up on the inside. Uh, at, at a three technique, Marty Hernan did mention that. We actually had saw that on film um, ourselves here at the four-man rush. We actually started checking him out back around December. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look at it, you know, with his size and his ability, he, one, one thing that's just on the film, he's very disciplined. Um, he knows how to extend himself because he has very long arms. He knows how to get that extension to help keep get the lineman from getting that leverage on him. And he has the ability to use, I've seen like two or three different moves to shake the block to engage to play. So um, he's definitely someone that can do both. Again, add pressure to the quarterback. He had a lot of sacks while he was at Penn State. He had a lot of plays that he chased down from the backside. Um, 
you know, he's just a player that just has, a, again, a hot motor. I mean, he's just going to give you all-out effort. The things that um, Matt Rousey was looking for, he fits the athletic profile. Um, you know, if you go to mockdraftable.com and pull up his athletic traits that he did, I mean, my God, the man is just – Whew, you know, I mean, it, it fits what this vision that Matt Rule puts in. So um, I thought we was going safety in the second round. But once we got him and I saw that he that a lot of GMs had him as a mid first round grade. I'm like, I'm sold. Um, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, Kevin, because I actually thought we would go corner with the second pick, man. And, and let me let me ask you this question. Do you feel like if we would have went corner in the second round, would it have been a reach? Did we get the right guy at, with the second pick? I'm going to be honest with you with the run of cornerbacks that went in the first round. When I look back over it, uh, I think we would have been reaching for the type of corners that we're looking for. You mean like the Falcons, like the Falcons did? (laughs) I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that part, (laughs) but yeah. So, because, you know, under Phil Snow, when he was at Temple, he played a lot of cover one, which is Mm -hmm. press man to man, get up in your face and, you know, lock and lock horns. And at that time, the cornerbacks that were available, that wasn't necessarily their strength or their skill set here. Right. Uh, so, you know, at the point, and if you got a chance to get a mid first rounder in the early in the second round, um, again, BPA, you got to you, you got you, you to do it. You know, you don't reach for need. You reach for talent. And when you're doing a rebuild, it's, the object is to acquire talent that's going to help your team in the areas that you need. And and um, I'm excited. You know, because when you look at that defensive front now, who are you going yeah. to double? Who's going right. to eat them one-on-one blocks? We now have players that when they get single blocks, mm-hmm. they're going to eat. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like I'm listening to Marty Herney because he said the exact same thing that you do not – He they did not, as part of their drafting plan, did not want to have to reach for a guy or reach mm-hmm. for a need. They had a, very, they had a very structured plan, and if a guy was there, they would pick him. But basically the draft fell to how they thought that it would fall, and they were happy to get a gross mile. I mean, right now, if we look at – I'm guessing the line right now, if we look at it, we're going to have, I guess, gross models, depending, and burns on either side. KK and and Derek Brown, that's your four man front. That's a, that's that's trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty nasty. That that's is nasty. pretty nasty. That's yeah, yeah, nasty. So I can't, be, I can't be mad at that. Who at, at, at that? Who who are you gonna double? Who who are you gonna double? Like you said, somebody is going to eat, and 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 it just. I think that as you're looking to build and and grow, and the everything that I heard from. Um, from Rule and Herney was that they liked Gross Matos, that he's still so very young. And so his upside is he still has so much upside. And so, you know, I, I'm i not mad at the pick. I'm not mad at the pick at all. Rodney, what you got, brother? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying real quick. I was talking about the uh, 40 front. Check out this 30 front, you know, because, you know, Phil Snow used a lot of 30 fronts at um, at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Rayvon Roy at the nose. Woo! Derrick Brown at the at the uh, D, uh, DN, Kawan Short at the DN, Brian Burns outside linebacker, Gross Models the outside linebacker, Shaq and a Tier Whitehead in the middle. Come on, Ooh. let's go hunting, let's eat. Well, I will say this, man, and, and look, here, here's me playing devil's advocate once again. Oh, now, <laughs> now it, I thought it was extra important to beef up the four man front because you better get to these quarterbacks in the in the NFC South because let's face it y'all the secondary at 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 the very least is a little young so yeah, I, yeah. I thought it, that made it even that much more important to, to improve the four-man rush uh Rodney you got any thoughts on gross matos um he, he's solid he reminds me like of a Mike Rucker type um I actually like I, I'm actually feeling the way we're building the team, it, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the actual said, yeah, San Francisco 49ers. They, they all built it up front. And yeah. then uh, Marty Herney has that, that, that principle of building from the front back. And so I'm not, I'm not too worried about the, the backfield yet. Uh, we're going to have a transition year, but I'm, I'm just excited about that, that, that four man rush. Yeah. And then um, a, good, a good, a good front makes your secondary look so much better. Right? Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. So if you're getting pressure on the quarterback, Thieves Ab is going to eat just based off of that. So right. I think that that's 
Panthers teams, good Panthers defenses, defenses have been built. They've gotten pressure. And then, you know, the, the corners have just been able to cherry pick off of the mistakes from that pressure. Uh, Kevin, I want to ask you a question, man. Um, sure. one, th one thing that used to aggravate me as a Panthers fan is the, the constant, like, subbing out between Mario Addison and Wes Horton. It was like one guy could you, – you put one guy in to rush the quarterback. You put another guy in to, to stop the run. Oh, right. Is right. my toast the guy that, that you say, okay, he's going to play the majority of the snaps. Is, is he that guy? Um, he's that guy that when you put him in, he's, as I stated earlier, he's able to play both run and the pass because everybody in the world knows Wes Horton is just a run stopper. Right. You know, he had a few pass rush moments later on um, with the Panthers, but overall, you know, he was run. So with a guy like Gross Models, uh, he's going to allow you to provide that ability to be able to defend both run and pass because, you know, if you put Mario Addison in, uh, you're going to audible to, uh, you're going to audible to a run. You know, and if you put Wes Horton in, you know, you can you can see that and and adjust, you know, change the audible to that. So, you know, with the players that we got now, you know, we can do it all. You know, well, I feel like we have the potential and skill set once it's developed on the rule and snow to uh, to be able to do it all. So Gross Meadows, he's um he's a player that you can't just assume uh, that he has a weakness that you can attack. Now, you can try your luck. Right. Uh, but basically what we saw on film at Penn State, um, his ability to share blocks. And another thing that we struggled with was gap integrity. Yeah. That used to oh, hurt my yeah. nerves. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I, – I used to see our defense ends be five yards out the way, and it's just open lanes. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt bad for Luke Keekley last year because he's making tackles five, six yards down the field. Yeah, he got 12 tackles, but a lot of them were beyond five yards because we mm -hmm. wasn't maintaining our gap mm -hmm. integrity. Uh, personally, I, I told the guys in the Foreman Rush chat, I hope this draft make Luke consider coming back. <laughs> he, see, he see Dare Brown and he see uh, Kwan Short. Hold on, like, let me put this fishing rod down. Let me uh, <laughs> tell, let me holler at you, player. <laughs> hey, can't, hey, look, can't, can't, we we can all dream about that one, man. Right, right. Um, all right, so 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 one one last thing I, I want to mention about Gross Matos is. The the return of Kawan Short, mm -hmm. how much is that going to help Derrick Brown? And, well, not just Derrick Brown, but just the rest of the defensive line. Who wants to take that one? I'm 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 just kind of skeptical how he's going to come back from injury. Man, he's he's just 31 years old. Uh, it's to me, it's just a kind of a wait and see approach. Vastai, what you got? Um. I didn't really, you know, he was not one of the guys. I saw Cam Newton in the locker room injured more more than I saw Kawan Short last That's year. Right. Um, so and maybe it's based on the their presence and meaning to the team. I have no idea. Uh, but every guy comes back from injury differently, mm -hmm. but also yeah. will he have that drive? Like the older guys, they don't want to go through a quote unquote rebuild. Like that's not what they want to yeah. have to deal with. They don't necessarily want to have to go out and you know, mentor young players and 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 do the rah rah and you know the old be play that old head role. I if he embraces that, I think that that will be good for the Panthers. It's just whether he'll embrace that role or not. Right. So basically, you know, it, it may be the difference between one thirty year old, one thirty one year old getting a contract versus another one getting another thirty one getting a contract. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Um, you know, I mean, God, Lee, they could have. They could have. Like, uh, I don't. I don't understand it. Like, the Panthers really could have been contenders if they had just. Well, uh, we'll uh, save that for another show. So, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to our next pick. Now, here's where I thought. Okay, so I'm thinking. All right, with the second pick, we're going to get a, a, a corner. With the third pick, we're going to get a quarter. But no, we actually go safety. Jeremy Chin. Who knows anything about Jeremy Chin? Kevin, start us off, man. What do you think? What do you like? What do you know about Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois? Wow. Jeremy Chin, um, to sum it all up when watching him, he is a ball hawking hit stick. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, right. a player, he's a player that when we post in a four-man rush, and to the demise of a lot of Clemson fans, because they was in my inbox mad because I posted it. 
<laughs> but I did a side-by-side comparison of strictly their athletic traits and how they measured out. Equal, equal. Equal. Now, I'm not saying they're the same player. Yeah. I, I, I made sure I, I put a disclaimer. I'm just saying athletic traits and the different positions that they played. You know, if it helps, just call him Isaiah Simmons Light, if that'll help you out. Um, but, yeah, we're talking about a guy that, you know, we're, what, 6'3", 220, runs a 4'4". Four, right. four. Um, yeah. He he's a hit stick because when he hits you, you feel it. Um, but he also makes plays in the passing games, 31 interceptions, 31 pass breakups. Um, of all the safeties in the, in that was that was drafted, he had the second lowest target completion percentage of all the safeties drafted. That means when um, when a when his man was targeted, um, he, he pretty much shut it down with his with his play. Um, I think Ashton Davis of California was number one, and then um, Jeremy Chin was number two uh, okay. as far as uh, in college. But um, overall, we're talking about a player that can play both safety spots, can play the big nickel um, spot, which you know used to be done by Shaq Thompson with some success, some failure. Um, he's just he's just a player that that can give you that enforcer role with versatility. Um, you know, with the you know with the NFC South, you know, you think about who we line up against. You know, when they Want to roll tight ends in the slot? You know, want to run running backs in the slot? This is your answer right here. This is your answer for Gronkowski in Tampa Bay. This would be your answer for Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. Um, this would be your answer for, um, you know, if they decide to, you know, roll Todd Gurley and his bad knees out in Atlanta. You know, whatever they decide to do with him. So, you know, but overall, though, you know, we, we you know, when you're playing, you know, when you're playing chess, <laughs> you're playing chess, on, you know, we're playing chess on defense now. We got, we can match up, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know, winning your one-on-one matchup. So uh, I think right. that Jeremy Chen is, is going to, is, he's going to, he's going to earn a lot of respect for Panther fans who are um, displeased. Now, some Clemson fans going to remain bitter. Hey, you know, it is what it is, but. Uh, hey, chin up. They'll be all right. Yeah. Vast eye, what you got? Um, I didn't really, I didn't know who this guy was when they drafted him. I don't think anybody knew, but then we didn't know who Luke Keekley was. Well, I did, but you know, okay, that, that's whatever. I, 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 I try to tell you. Did you like that pick originally? Yeah, I did. I, actually, I did. Now, to be to be fair, I I, I preferred I preferred Fletcher Cox, but that's who I wanted. Okay. But, I told everybody, I said, we are not getting a bad guy with Luke Keekley. I told everybody that. Mr. Steel, your girl. Right. <laughs> but to, to to a lot of what Cameron said um, um, <clears throat> about, excuse me, God, I can't talk, about Jeremy Chan, I think he can be uh, everything kind of back, a kind of secondary guy. And, and what I mean by that is, you can bring him up in the box. You can, you can, he, he can, he can cover receivers sometimes. He's the answer for Alvin Kamara, like like Kevin Avery said. Not to say that he's Tyrone Matthew caliber. I, I want to make that clear, but he's just the Tyrone Matthew type of secondary guy that this team could really use. Rodney, you got anything to add to that? Hey man, Kevin said it. Uh, Isaiah Simmons light. Well, I'm, I'm with it, man. I, look, I got no complaints. I I have a question. How many times y'all think we're gonna mention Isaiah Simmons in this far podcast? I don't, that's y'all. Y'all got. Yeah. Hey man, look, hey, look, man. look, 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 look. I'm a Clemson guy, man. I, I gotta support my people. Ah oh, man, we'll 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 try to move on, man. So uh, moving on to the next pick, man. Um, a guy out of South Carolina, Mr. Yeah. Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame, the cornerback really? that I'm that I, that I said finally we're going to get some secondary help because I was a little worried that we were just going to ignore uh, a cornerback position in this draft. But we did come with Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame. I like him on tape. I think he's just the guy who gets it done. Vast side, anything on Troy Pride that you that that you saw that you liked or um, in speaking to him right after the draft, he he's a very confident guy. He's already talking about. You know, burning these dudes in the forty, and and you got some fast guys at Carolina. And as a rookie, for him to kind of have that swag about him, I like it. Uh, you know, defense. well, he he should because he runs a four four, so yeah. he he should. He has he to me he has that confidence that DBs need. Plus, he says that he will he has a chip on his shoulder because he went in the fourth round. He didn't feel like he should be a fourth round guy. Um, so. You know, you got a guy who has talent. He has has a chip on his shoulder. 
He seems like a he seems like a mature player. Um, I mean, the Panthers definitely needed help at corner. I think who's who was the corner on the roster now? You got Dante, Corn Elder, and Yep, that's it. It was one yeah. other guy. But I mean Cole Luke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. No, no, nothing, nothing else needs to be said. But so I'm not alone, though. <laughs> hey, Vastai, does uh, does Troy Pride remind you of, of a former Carolina Panther? Uh, are we talking about? <laughs> who, are we, who are you? Are we talking about another guy from South Carolina? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. I think though he may be because of the level that he played at in college. He may be a little. He may be a little. Further ahead than okay, you got you. Josh Norman. Josh Norman. I'm like, yes. I know you're talking. He may be a little further ahead than Josh Norman, but you know, corners they take they have to take time to develop. But no I doubt, that, absolutely. I think that um, yeah, I can see that with the with the swag, with the whole underdog thing, with the whole mentality, the way they yeah. play. Yeah, I can see that. Rodney, what you got, brother? I got nothing on him, man. All right. Kevin, what you think about Mr. Pride? Thank you for your contribution, Rodney. <laughs> hey, you want me to lie? Hey, man. I'm joking. <laughs> Kevin, what you got? Um, well, the the Panther comparison I was thinking was James Barry because my only knock on mm. Pride is he won't turn his damn head around when the ball is in the air. He got the Bradbury syndrome. Um, that's the only <laughs> quote unquote issue that I, I have, but I, that's that can be coachable as well, but. Overall, when we hit the fourth round, it was two cornerbacks I was thinking about. I was thinking about a Meek Robinson out of Louisiana Tech, and I was thinking about uh, Bryce Hall out of uh, Virginia. But come to I find out, him. they got some medical issues, and I feel like the Panthers just decided to choose the healthier of the three um, when it came to him. But, yeah, Troy Pride, straight out of Greer, South Carolina. Um, he's, uh, he's a player that when you watch tape on him, he can – he can match up anywhere. He can do his job either in a slot or on the outside. So again, going back to position flexibility, um, he's very physical. Um, he's going to have to learn when to engage his hands and when to take it off. But overall, uh, he has very fluid hips. Um, he can, he's that four, four speed when he turns his hips will allow him to maintain, you know, some guys, when they turn their hips out the back paddling, you know, they get all, turned up and lost and create yeah. that advantage. But he's a guy with very fluid hips. I like the fact that uh, he also not come up the, the sticky when the run either. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of good cover guys, you know, they're susceptible when it comes to run defense, but uh, this, uh, this guy's definitely not um, just looking at the fact that, Hey, he's coming home per se. And uh, he's like, I say, he's looking to prove, prove himself. Um, I like the pick and um, I just, uh, I just look forward to watching him develop and grow because between Phil Snow with a defensive back, background as the coordinator and our DB coach that we got from Green Bay, I think he really has a chance to really develop. All right. Did, um, did, did any of you uh, – were any of you able to catch the mini parade that was held for uh, yeah, Troy Pryor yeah. in front of his house? You yeah. don't haven't seen South it. I posted, it. I posted yes. it on uh, Carolina Blitz's Instagram, so you can go to Carolina Blitz. It's in the thing. Yeah, it was it was cute. It was really no, it was cute. nice. And then I, I liked like it. He was, and, and Troy was dancing and everything. He put on a show. Yeah, for us. I, I like that. I dig <laughs> it. <laughs> That's what's up. I can I can dig it, man. All right, so moving on, man, to our next pick, which kind of I, I I will say this: the next pick puzzled me a yeah. little bit because it is another safety. Uh, it is Mr. Kenny Robinson. Out of West Virginia. For those who do not know, uh, Kenny Robinson foregone forewent his eligibility in college and actually played in the XFL. Um, what do you guys think about Kenny Robinson, man? Uh, why did we draft another safety? That's the that's the, I guess the obvious question. Uh, who wants to take this one? I mean, I, he's, to me, he's just solid. Uh, he, he was tied for a second in the Big Twelve in uh, interceptions in 2018. Uh, he has some of that pro experience with the XFL. I, I, I just think he's just, he's just a solid player. All right. Kevin, what you he's think? He's a value pick. Uh, again, this is a case of BPA showing up. You know, when you look at his resume, you know, before he was uh, dismissed from school, I mean, you're talking about uh, first team, all Big 12 in 2017, 2018. Uh, a, a guy that can, when you're talking about cover, you know, I was mentioning cover one earlier. This is the type of guy that, 
you know, you can put up in a single safety and he he has the range, uh, the range to cover. Now, I know a lot of people ask, well, wow, well, why another safety? You know, we got Trey Boston. We brought in uh, Justin Burris mm -hmm. um, here that. But it's that's this thing called quality depth because, you know, yep. you're one bad play away from your backup being in. So you got to have someone that can just fill in to play after that because, you know, behind, you know, and I'm just assuming that it'll be Trey Boston and Justin Burris playing safety. But after that, who do we got? You know, um, Colin Jones left, uh, Quinn yeah. Blandon left, so, you know. Let me let me cut you off, man. Because of Jeremy Chin's versatility, any chance we see Chin and Robinson on the field at the same time in, in some kind of NASCAR package, some type of just crazy secondary package? What do y'all think about that? Yeah, Phil Snow likes to use three safety personnel a lot. I saw that on film. He did it at Temple. He definitely did it at Baylor because you know they played all them spread off spread offenses. Uh, so uh, yeah, three safety personnel is something we're going to see a lot of. Uh, while Phil Snow is our defensive coordinator. Also, they talked about, and Bravion talked about this, about how they like to substitute people yeah. on defense constantly so that they constantly right. have fresh bodies. Fresh bodies. You, may not like, you, might, you may not like that, Jamal, because you were talking about how... Um, how well, let, let me be clear. I, I didn't like it because one guy couldn't do himself. one thing and the other guy could... That's why I didn't like it. I, okay. I, I, I like the concept of fresh bodies. Okay. I just don't like it when you got one guy who can do 50% of the other thing the other guy can't do. But go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, okay. You know, I have to take a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So, you know, I and, and then they, I think that Rule thinks that a lot of these guys are, are going to be versatile. So I don't know if, you know, just because you may have drafted him at safety, is he going to stay in that safety role? You know, right. how are they going to use these guys? So, that, you know, I wasn't I wasn't mad at the pick. I was mad at his Wi-Fi. Like I get I don't know where he was. <laughs> we had to do we had to do a, a conference call with him because the Wi-Fi was so bad. But other than that, you know, and he's in the store. He seems to have learned from everything. And then mm -hmm. uh, I think the XFL for him and for also probably a lot of guys. He's mentioned how it allowed him to be a professional. You yeah. know, in college, they baby you. They baby right. you a lot. They Everything is done for you. You have a very strict schedule. And for him, he said that going to the XFL, he had to grow up and be an adult because nobody was, you know, oh, this is what time you got to do this, 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 and that. So um, hopefully there'll be maybe another league that is successful that allows guys who may not be, you know, college type guys who may have issues like he had where he got um, expelled for academic issues to be able to continue to to get a take a route to the NFL. Right. All right. So and, and then also Jamar, I, ahead, I can see uh, Chin playing some outside linebacker too. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at, man. I, I just think there, there are going to be some crazy uh, packages that we throw out defensively, and uh, it'll, it'll kind of allow for two two or three safeties to be out there. So it'll be interesting, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and and matter, matter of fact, I think it'll be a welcome change defensively to see that, man. So we, we obviously got to try something new from this atrocity that we saw last season. So uh, moving on, man, to our next pick. This is a pick that I'm really excited about. I personally think we might have gotten the steal of the draft with this pick. I am talking about 6-1-3-32, Bravion Roy out of Baylor, someone who Matt Rule is obviously familiar with, man, defensive tackle. Oh, my goodness, man. I, I'm just – I'm imagining this guy just stuff in the middle along with Kawan Short. It's getting me excited talking about it. Man, who wants to take this first? Who who? What do we know about Bravion Roy? And are y'all as excited as I am about this draft pick? Space Eater, yes, Space Eater, man. I'm I'm look, I'm excited, man. He's he's that defensive tackle depth we need, and I, I'm I'm just excited for this line, man. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Uh wow, me. This was my late round surprise. I was hoping we was getting. Um, you know, he's someone. You know, you mentioned a key thing about him. He, he's six one. 337. That means he's going to have the advantage of leverage, mm -hmm. you know, and he's going to be able to apply that leverage uh, with his power as well. Uh, now, when you look at him, you think 337, you think, okay, automatically a, a one technique, you know, someone around the center. Um, not so fast, my friend. He could play three technique as well. Now, he doesn't do it extensively, but when he has done it, he's still coming up with the same results. You know, him and James Lynch, when it was at Baylor, 
you know, they was wreaking havoc up and down. That's why that that was one of the reasons why um, Baylor was like number one in like most pressures with three man fronts because of guys like Braveron Ward. Um, double teams do not phase him whatsoever because anybody that plays behind those get that leverage. You know, you can extend and you can attack the play. So I like the fact that he's able to to you know not be moved from his spot, which we saw a lot of. How many times did we see Vernon Butler and and Kevin Love just on skates last year and open up a huge. Lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would like to say that them days is over. We trade them skates in for some cleats, and we're gonna get oh. back to playing. You know, true <laughs> Panthers football. Um, but yeah, Braveron Roy is definitely um, definitely <laughs> a skill. I, I, I totally like the pick, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited with you. Kevin, That's not your what you got. Levels are real housewives of Atlanta levels. Yeah, nah, hey, look, Kevin is throwing shade on baby face levels right now. Yes. Um, I, I like the pick. I like the fact that they brought. I was wondering when a Baylor guy would somehow work their way into the. Oh, you know, you know it was coming. I, I, knew, right. I knew at least one was coming. We're, look, we're all surprised it came this late, right? <laughs> Yeah, but and he had said that he, I think he expected, uh, he said when the fifth, sixth round came around that he felt like Carolina was going to pick him up if he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke very highly of Matt Rule, of course. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have a guy who's familiar with your system um, in the locker room. And I like that they're adding depth to that defensive line. I mean, you know, he said it, defense, I mean, it's the the game is built around passing offenses now, but defenses defense still wins championships, a la Super Bowl Fifty, yeah. versus Broncos. Can so, we not bring that up too much I'm, more, please? I'm I'm saying, I know I I'm sorry yeah. guys, but I'm, okay. you you have to and I and and depth is really needed along that defensive line. I like that. I like to pick guys. I'm re- I have a question. I have a question. What's up? Why was he not invited to the combine? You guys have any any insight into that? Not sure. No, um, I mean Matt Rule just said he just he just he wasn't invited to the combine. Period. He felt like if he were invited to the combine or if he, he they had had a pro day, but since mm-hmm. pro days were canceled, he felt like that's why he kind of fell in the draft because people didn't you know scouts and teams didn't get to see him. Um, but he just was one of those guys who didn't who didn't get an invitation and. And because he didn't have a pro day, I, I think that the Panthers were able to benefit from him not getting picked up earlier. Which, yeah, and, and which oh, go ahead. Now, I was going to say that, that that makes it even weirder because there was a spring workout that he had where he ran a four four nine. Let me repeat: this six one three hundred thirty seven dude ran a four four nine in the spring workout and didn't get invited and then get, get invited to the combine. That's just extra weird. But Kevin, what were you going to say? I was going to say another uh, fact that uh, we came across with the Foreman rush was the fact that after the big 12 championship, uh, he had surgery, a uh, little small procedure, but he still came back to play in their bowl game. Yeah. Uh, and that was another thing that possibly could have been a reason why he wasn't invited for medical reasons. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, you know, anybody else would have took it easy and not played in a bowl game, um, you know, so they won't hurt that draft stop. But, uh, you know, I just like the fact that uh, the kid just, you know, refused to um, refuse to take it down, you know, to refuse to lay down about it. So I like right. that. He mentioned right. he was asked that and he mentioned how there was no way that he was not going to be there with and for his teammates um, if he could be. So, yeah. I, I can dig it, man. At least we know he won't be getting thrown through windows and stuff like that. Anyway, so moving on, um, our last pick, which is the obligatory boom or bust pick, the project, if you will say. Stanley Thomas Oliver, or is it Olivier? We'll go with Oliver. Um, out of, Oliver. Corner out of FIU. A very raw pick who has all the physical skills, but is still learning the position. Uh, who wants to take this one first? What do you guys know about Mr. Stanley Thomas Oliver, and do you like the pick? I don't know much about him. I know he played wide out, and basically he was just playing around in practice and was going up against other wide outs at DB, and the coach was like, yo, you got some kind of skill here. And right. they lined him up at DB, and um, you know now he was drafted as a DB. Uh, I think that probably being a wide receiver and maybe knowing little small nuances will help him. It's definitely a project. 
Uh, when he was asked where he was looking to contribute with first, he said special teams. So he understands that, you know, if he's going to really get a chance to solidify a spot on the roster, it'll be through special teams. I mean, he's a project. He's a he's a project um, pick. And uh, but if he's if he's fast, because Matt Rule wants a fast team, right? Then, you know, yeah. he may find a way either <laughs> on the fifty three or, or on the practice squad. Um, which is, I guess, the reason. Which is the reason why I'm a little excited about this pick because I want to see what Matt Rule can really do in terms of teaching professionals, and that and that and that was the big thing with Matt Rule here, as far as us developing some type of long-term consistent program. So here's the perfect pick to kind of show Matt Rule what what he has here. Rodney, what you got for us? Hey man, I'm I'm. I, I don't know about this kid, man. I, I'm just interested to. I'm just interested in y'all opinion of, of Matt Rule's offseason so far. Um, it's to me, it's kind of mixed. I, I I just don't know about a college coach, but I, I just want to know what y'all opinions are on Matt Rule thus far. We're gonna get to that really soon. It just no, trust me, we're gonna get to that, brother. Kevin, I, I, I don't I don't know about the kid, man. I don't know. No, I mean, look, he, he comes from FIU. Right? Who? who Look, I'm not FIU. No, I'm not. No, no. I'm saying I, there's not one person on this panel that was like, man, I got to go home and watch the FIU game. So, hey, man, it's, hey, it's man, understood, look, man. You, I mean, Florida State's like FIU, right? <laughs> Ooh, I, boy, enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your time with Clemson, boy. That's all I'm going to say. Enjoy your time. Kevin, man, what you got on Stanley Thomas Oliver, man? Uh, well, what I was able to gather because uh, he was someone I, I can honestly say I, I didn't have on the radar um, as a player mm -hmm. that we were looking out for. Uh, but once he was selected, you know, the brain went to work. Uh, again, we're talking about another 4-4 four, four guy here. So, again, sticking with the uh, speed aspect, um, some of his strengths that we found out was uh, we was talking about Josh Norman earlier. Uh, he has very long arms and length like Josh Norman. Great recovery time. Uh, he used his time at wide receiver. He, he, he understands pattern um, pattern matching and what moves the uh, um, receiver is going to do. Uh, he's someone that's a little raw because he's only been doing it two years, uh, but he plays with a lot of gut and hearts. Uh, saw a little bit of film on him for about 20 minutes. Um, believe it or not, for his size, he will he will sacrifice his body to, you know, the stuff to um, take on blocks and, and set an edge. He's not a guy that, you know, you just run at and just think he's going to, you know, shy away. Right. Um, but right. he's he's definitely a project player. He's someone that we probably won't see him really blossom until possibly year two, three. But, you know, depending on how rule coaches these kids up, you know, uh, we could see some pr productivity, some flashes early. Uh, but definitely someone that, hey, he's going to be here for four years. Uh, I think he's going to be a nice surprise down the road. I'm I am glad you mentioned that because here is a question for all of us. And, and, I, and before you said that, I was actually going to ask uh, you or Vashti. Just by default, could this guy be our starting nickelback <laughs> just by default? Just because there's, you know, we, we haven't hit the second wave of free agency, so to speak. We all know the Panthers like to dig in that, in that second heap to get their free agents, so we don't know how that's going to turn out yet. But again, just by, by default, is there any chance we see somebody like a Stanley Thomas Oliver starting at nickelback this season? I don't think so. But you don't think so? No. I don't think right. so. Kevin? Um, because he's only this is only second year playing cornerback. I mean, nickel cornerback is a beast. You know, you uh I, I don't I, I don't think he's gonna based on what I see, I don't think he's gonna be ready now. He has potentials and some tools to be groomed, mm -hmm. but to throw him in there uh opening day on um two thousand twenty, um if there is a season, I I can't so, see it right now. So so that begs the question: Who else <laughs> is 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 it Cole Luke? Who who who's it going to be? We're very thin at corner, so bargain being shopping soon. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, Marty Honey said they're nowhere close to being done. Okay. Um, as far as you know, free agency is considered, and not even just undrafted free agents, but free agents in, in general. So. I mean, we'll have to see what they're going to do to put this team together. Um, Vashai, were there any speci specific names mentioned as far as free agents that we could be targeting? No, definitely. No, they were not. Uh, okay. not. But he did mention uh, that they it was not their intention to go all defense. 
as far as the NFL draft was concerned. That I, I find that a little hard to believe, but go ahead. Herney said they did not go in with the intent to go all defense. There were some picks where they had an offensive guy mm-hmm. first, but that guy was taken. When asked about specific positions, he said they were looking at uh, O-line and tight end. But when it, when it came time for their pick, whatever guy they were looking at was already selected. So they ended up going next on their board, which was a defensive player. Speaking of tight ends, Mr. Thaddeus Moss was not drafted. Kevin, any intel on why that might have been the case? And could someone like, well, actually, I think he got picked up by the Redskins, if I'm, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. He had an injury, um, I think. What injury? Yeah, yeah he, had okay. a, uh, he, had, he had a what we call a Jones fracture to his right foot. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, that's what scared off a lot of teams about him uh, was that Jones fraction. As we know about fractures to foot, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, you, you you never you never can tell. Uh, personally, I'm rooting for the kid, even though we didn't pick him up. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the Jones fracture is what scared teams from drafting him uh, because he's still recovering from it. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of NFL free agency, I'm sorry, y'all. Look, man, it's a hot topic. I got to ask, where's Cam Newton going, man? And why he, why is he not signed yet? Well, because Cam Newton is not going to be do Jameis, a Jameis Winston thing and play backup. Oh, I totally team. agree with that. Right. So, like, you know, wherever Cam is going, he's going to be a starter. Day one, period, point blank. And I don't think that he should settle for anything less. That's why I think he isn't signed yet. And then now with the Chargers going QB, with Miami going QB, you know, they're, it's just a question about whether, I don't know, what other teams you got, New England, mm-hmm. which, which is hot on the radar, maybe Jacksonville, maybe maybe Chicago, if they end up moving on or uh, or coming, coming to the realization that maybe Trubisky is not that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I really don't know. I hear that there's some there's some like news that's really gonna hit and shock people. I'm waiting on it to come out. I'm waiting on on my girl to to break the news, but she hadn't told me what it is, so I don't know. Rodney, what is your opinion? What what, what do you think Cam goes? Why do you think he hasn't been signed? Um, he was he was released at at, at a late time, man. Um, yeah, they messed him up with that. You got to think about that, like uh, when he was released, uh. The Bears traded Nick Foles for, for Nick Foles from from uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, and all, all these other places will feel like Phillip Rivers went to Indy. Uh, I, I honestly don't know where Cam goes. Uh, I could see him waiting it well into the season and, and and jumping on the roster mid-season to kind of play that that savior role, maybe. Yeah, I I, I think that would be completely unfair, but maybe a, a, a possibility as well. Kevin, what you got? What do you think, man? Um. You know, with Cam Newton, um, I just think that as far as places that he can go to as possibilities, uh, you know, we already mentioned Jacksonville uh, because you cannot sit up here and tell me Gardner Minshew it can do more for you than uh, a healthy, motivated Cam Newton. You can't sell right. me that. Right. Um, not even on my deathbed. You can't sell me on that. <laughs> um, another spot that I was thinking. Another spot I was thinking about was uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at, at you know you look at the history of Russellburg. I mean. Shout out to Mike Tomlin for getting eight wins with your four-string quarterback. Right. Uh, sure. And, you know, Rosselberg, you know, with his contract, it's, it's, it's a coming, you know, going to be where they can, um, you know, be able to move on from him. I think, you know, that would be a, a an ideal spot because personally, because I'm a Mike Tomlin fan, I think a Tomlin-Cam Newton connection would do uh, would do well. I think the still a fan base would uh, – would itself, and I think he would. Uh, I think he would fit right in with their, uh, with the way that they, uh, the way that they do things. So um, I used to say New England, but you know Belichick done pretty much. It's been pretty much said that uh, they don't think Belichick would get along with Cam. Is what's, what, you know, what they're quote unquote saying out there. But uh, give me Jacksonville or Pittsburgh as far as spots for Cam Newton. I'm glad he doesn't play this season. I mean. That, that's a good possibility too. I mean, it's I, a possibility, but I, that that's I mean, ridiculous, man. I, I, it's a possibility. I it, it's it's looking more and more of a possibility, but it's that's there are too many garbage quarterbacks in this league for Cam Newton to sit out on full I season, man. I would I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I wouldn't and be surprised I, if that may be the case. 
I, I'm glad y'all brought that up because I, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, NFL today uh, this morning, and all signs point to New England being all on the Jared Stidham uh, train. First of all, who the hell is this guy? And number two, if you are New England and you have a culture of winning, okay, it, to me it would seem like a no-brainer to bring in somebody like Cam Newton. But they seem to be wanting to develop this guy that I've never heard of before, man. I just don't get it, man. I mean, it's like I understand he's coming off an injury. Maybe some executives think he's not going to be the same anymore. Maybe you don't like the way the guy dresses. Again, man, I don't. You you won't pay me to understand, man. You just won't. I mean, Sorry. I mean, uh, Belichick could, he he doesn't get a he might not job with Cam, but he's okay with the kicker that they just drafted. You know what? <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. That is another conversation for another day. But, lady and gentlemen, we have had a great time here on Under Construction this week, man. I want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Y'all have made our show what it is. Um. Before we go, man, anybody got any shout outs or shot ats? You want to take a oh, shot at somebody? Oh, you got a oh, shout oh, out? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's up? Okay. We didn't get their opinion on Matt Rule thus far. You jumping the gun, brother. Sorry, man. My bad. Vastai, what you got on Matt Rule? What's your opinion so far? I got to be careful. Oh, so we I'm know. Not, I'm not going to be Yeah, we know. Right. Yeah, we know you got to be careful. I'm not going to be completely honest. Hey, we, we, we can't mess up that seat at David Tepper's uh, table. We can't mess that up. So, Guys, I mean, please. <laughs> no, I got to be careful. But, All right. So when I, first, when I first heard him talk, I was like, mm, this whole rah-rah stuff is not going to work with these grown men. And I have carried that on into the season. However... Mm-hmm. Um, I still have concerns or I'm not, I'm not on that whole college to pro pro head coaching. I I've never liked that transition. It hasn't worked more than it has worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like just from hearing him talking, hearing his interviews, he's not quite as car salesman ish preacher ish. He's kind of losing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And being and being more like on a okay, these are grown people, these are professionals, not kids that you have to continuously motivate. They they they're getting paid. Um, right. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. Um, this is like a this is it's not and it's not just Matt Rule. It's the whole. It's Joe Brady. It's Phil Snow. Like these are guys who are bringing probably completely new philosophies to to the Panthers, and it and it's an experiment. Um, but I am going to say that my reservations aren't as much as they were mm-hmm. when I went from my first impression of him. Kevin, what you got? Um, my my position with Matt Rule is um, I'm I'm a fan of his. He was number two uh, as far as my coaching wishes. I thought Eric uh, um I thought he should have been the guy at first. That's what I was rooting for. Still should um, have a job. <laughs> But you know he traded that down for a Super Bowl ring, so hey, I'm not mad at the guy. Not uh, either. Right. <laughs> but uh, overall, with Matt Rule, um, I like the fact that uh, you know he, he he really believes in the things that that help players to develop and grow, not only physically, but he seems to be a coach that's really invested in players um, as far as their well-being, what they're going on. I mean, everybody that's ever worked with him or played for him you know, just gravitate to him, you know, during free agency before we signed him, Robbie Anderson was, had put it out there. Yep. I would love to go back with my, uh, my coach and get with him. Uh, even when uh, his center, Matt Hennessy got drafted by the Falcons, he mentioned coach rule. He said he wanted to thank coach rule because I was recruited as a right tackle and he, he convinced me to be center and he got drafted. So rule just has this ability to affect people in a positive way. And, um, He's going to be around for seven years, $62 million. So uh, we got to like him one way or the other. I swear. Boy. No, Rod- Rodney, what you got? No, I'm asking you. What do you think? Um, I kind of I kind of agree with with, with Vastai. Some of the rah-rah stuff, I was just like, look, man. Like, man, I've, I've heard it before. I've seen and heard it before, man. These are grown men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't sure about this whole building a program like you did in college stuff, man. But I, I will say this. After yesterday's draft, 
and 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 looking as how everyone is raving about our draft and people from the outside, people who <laughs> don't even really pay a lot of attention to the Panthers are really raving about what we did yesterday. It's kind of slowly changing my opinion of the whole program Carolina is building because I wasn't on board at first, man, but this draft is kind of making me second second guess that a little bit. So are y'all going to give Marty Herney a, bit, a little bit of props here because people have been calling for Marty's job. Hey, man, look, look. I, uh, I, I, come I, on, guys. I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know the Same. <laughs> Look, I, and I quote, I quote from Rodney. Marty knows where the bodies are buried. That is a direct quote from Rodney Richardson. <laughs> so you giving Matt Rule all the props for this draft? And no, no, no. But look, here, here, here's what I was going to say. Here's what I was going to say. We here under construction have talked at nauseum about how Marty Herney nails all these first round draft pick, and he and yeah. for whatever reason, after that first round, it's like right. all these other guys are working at Target right now. So, with that being said. It remains to be seen. I let's get a full, let's get at least a full season to see how this young talent plays first, and then I'm gonna be ready to give Marty Herney his props. Not yet. I ain't ready yet. We ain't played. We ain't played a down football yet. Props already. You give but class props. That's one half of it. That's one half. We ain't played a down of football yet. Let's get okay. through this season first. Yeah. All right. You know. Yeah, my, yeah. my issue. My issue with Marty Herney has been, you know, just. Like you said, the inability to hit after the first round and yeah. these backloaded contracts. Shout out to our uh, capologist. Uh, his, I think his name is um, Suleiman Suleiman, Samir Suleiman, you know, who David Tepper hired. If y'all notice, all the contracts signed have been very cap friendly. Better, um, yeah. Way better. There, there, there's no big number at the end. Uh, flexibility to get away from players but before their contract expires without any dead salary cap because think about it we're over 42 million dollars in dead cap this year yeah. i mean good god i mean that but you know hey you know you, you got to shed the weight to, to start a new foundation so i'll okay. be honest i'm not a big herney fan but uh but i i just think that rule had a lot to say with these picks because again you're not gonna pay that yeah. man that much money with his scheme that he what knows a, better than anybody else and he doesn't without have some kind say. of input yeah no doubt absolutely yeah. all right Rodney, is it is it okay if we move to shout outs now? Do 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 we have that that right today, sir? All right. So again, again, man, thank you for Miss Vastai Her and Mr. Kevin Avery for joining us today, man. It's been a re really really fun show. Uh, you know we'll have y'all back. Y'all are like extended family at this point, man. So with that being said, anybody have shout outs or shot ats? Who wants to go? Nobody? Nobody has a shout-out? Anybody? Kevin, you've been shady all afternoon. I know you got some shade to throw, bro. Yeah, man. Throw some more shade. This is the, this is the segment for it. Nah, I don't, I don't have no shade, man. I, I really don't. I uh, You know, I just tell it how I feel it. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to um, to everybody because I got several people that's been hit me up since we've been on that's watching. Um, thanks for everybody that supports the four-man rush. No doubt. Up and coming. Uh, we officially got trademarked this past Thursday. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yeah. So we're we're well, we're moving up. So um, hopefully um, I can uh, earn the right to have a seat by Miss uh, Miss Vashi to uh, help out <laughs> here stuff like that. Chill, man. You know? Chill, man. God. Hey, hey, hey! You know I, I want to sit at I want to sit at the throne with the kings. You know I, I want to get in there. But overall, though, I uh, just want to thank everybody that supports us. You know, we started off four guys, and uh, we really have been known. I had someone from Australia hit us up this morning saying nice. he loves the four-man rush. So I just like the fact that what we do is being recognized and, and people appreciate it. So thanks to everybody that's listening right now. Appreciate it. Bashai, what you got? Uh, I want to shout out my best friend, Tanya, who Tanya. is a nurse. Hi, Tanya. Nurse and an essential worker during this time. Um, and 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 stresses every day about having to work in this environment. So shout out to Tanya and all essential workers who are uh, out there on the front lines. Shout out to Tanya. Rodney, what Jamal. you got? Jamal, what you got? Uh, shout out to um, outlets like Four Man Rush, Carolina Blitz, even BSO. What? <laughs> shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out 
Shout out to Black-owned sports media outlets for continuing to prosper and continue to support each other. You see it firsthand here. Like Rodney always says, we have a voice. So everyone who is tuning in to us to listen to our voices every week, I cannot express how much it is appreciated. I will say it every week until you get it. So appreciate the fans who support Black-owned sports media outlets. Yes, Rodney, sir. what you got? Okay, I'm gonna. Give, I got a couple. I'm gonna give a shout out to the DJs who's keeping us entertained. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I wonder it gives me my life. Yeah, no doubt. Friday night, Saturday night dance parties are lit. I'm watching Hezekiah Walker versus John P. Key tonight. Oh, what time is that? <laughs> Seven o'clock. Is that versus though? Or is that some old side stuff? It's, it's, that's 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 some side stuff. Oh. <laughs> and then uh shout out like the like, I said, shout out to the uh essential workers out there. Uh we're praying for you and uh that's it, man. Um shout out to Kaza. Get on the show next week, man. Shout, shout out to our homework. Shout out to our co-host Kaza. Shout, 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 shout out to Carolina Blitz. Uh thank you guys for joining us today. And uh stay safe out there and uh hit us up if you need us. Oh all right, y'all. That yeah, plug us on your social media, y'all. But uh, other than that, man, that is all we got here for under construction, man. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We will holler at y'all when we see you. Peace, y'all. Bye, guys. Thank y'all again. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Uh, had a lot of fun. No problem, man. All right. Well, hey.